0: Planet Japan, episode 26, for November 30th, 2005. How to eat 67 burgers in 8 minutes. On today's show, we'll teach you how to eat tons of food in just minutes. And in related news, we're going to celebrate World Toilet Day. And, of course, the famed Planet Japan dancers will soar like eagles. All that and much more on this week's Planet Japan. Stay tuned. Get ready. Get, ready, ready, ready. Get your seat, Get your seat belts fastened. Fast 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 fast. You're
1: about Get ready, to, ready land to land on the planet, planet Japan, 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 Japan with Amy Japan. and Doug. Oh, I'm big in Japan. I'm big in Japan. Hey, boy, I'm, big
0: in Japan. I'm big in Japan. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. A woman was three months pregnant, and she fell into a deep coma. Six months later, she awoke, and she asked,
1: "Doctor, how's my baby?"
0: Oh well, you know you had twins. Congratulations, you had a boy and a girl, and they are both fine. Oh, great. Luckily, your brother named them for you.
1: My brother? Oh, no, he's such a jerk. What did he name the girl? Denise. Oh, Denise. That's not so bad. Yeah. What did he call the boy?
0: The nephew. Dum ba dum ba dum bum The nephew. <laughs> and the crowd is going crazy. The crowd, you can hear them in the distance laughing. So, uh, welcome once again, everyone, to Planet Japan, episode 26. I'm Doug DeLong.
1: And I'm Amy Chavez
0: Oh, you've officially adopted that for your middle name now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's very nice.
1: Isn't it? That's a little, little very bit cool. of cow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, what's new? Anything exciting happened since the last time I saw you last week?
1: Well, actually, today on my way here, mm-hmm. I saw something rather interesting. Oh, First you did. time you I've did ever not. seen this. Mm-hmm.
0: First time you've ever seen anything interesting.
1: <laughs> this particular interesting thing—it oh, was a talking car.
0: No, it wasn't.
1: Yeah. It was, uh, well actually it was a truck It was some kind of uh, very small delivery truck mm-hmm. And uh, when it approached the intersection And the guy put on the brakes It said uh-huh. We're turning right Please be careful <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like informing pedestrians
0: Was this some kind of exhibition? or No,
1: no, it was just a this little tiny stupid looking truck Really? Yeah
0: Announcing that it was turning right.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. Please be careful. Mm-hmm. So when he puts on his turn signal, mm-hmm. it you know triggers something. That, really? Uh, yeah, says
0: Well, I, I want one of those.
1: Kind of cool, huh? I
0: want to put one on my bicycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I want one of those mooing horns for my bicycle. You know, they used to have them in the 70s.
0: Oh, sure. They were hot.
1: Mm-hmm, they were. Yeah,
0: right up there with the hula hoop And the 50s. I can't
1: imagine why they went out ever. Yeah.
0: Well, we had uh, an interesting uh, question sent in from a listener. Last week, yes. Yeah, his name is Ivan.
1: Ivan, hi, Ivan. How
0: you doing, Ivan? Thanks for your question. We're not sure where Ivan's from, but obviously he's from somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but he has a pretty good question.
0: It's an interesting question. He says we were talking uh, a couple weeks ago about the royal family, the emperor and the empress, and they were they were actually visiting us here in Okayama.
1: They were, and yeah. the cow.
0: And they stopped by and, and my apartment, said hello. And
1: did they? We Great. had nachos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, nice! Yeah.
0: Anyway, Ivan would like to know if the uh, emperor or members of the royal family would actually, if approached, sign an autograph for someone. What do you think?
1: Well, I, on one hand, while signing autographs isn't necessarily a tradition here, it has been adopted by, like, sports athletes sports athletes, is there such a those thing those are the best kinds <laughs> of athletes,
0: you know, those sports athletes.
1: So I would think that um especially with as much as the Imperial family travels abroad and um that they're doing often a lot of kind of uh social work and mm-hmm. you know, visiting people in hospitals and stuff like that on uh, underprivileged kids and things. I would imagine that, yes, they do give out autographs.
0: Really? Although I've never actually seen that happen on TV or anything. No. But, you know, if uh, if you were in the U.S. and you approached, for example, the president and wanted his autograph, you'd be wrestled to the ground by the Secret Service. Wouldn't that sort of thing happen if you went right up to the emperor?
1: Well, I would imagine that you there would be barriers. You wouldn't be allowed to come right up to them. Right. But so there are certainly get, certain times when they are among small groups when they would do that I would think mm-hmm. so that's just my feeling on it but I'm sure there's an uh, official s- imperial seal as well stamp a hunko, yeah, kind of mm-hmm.
0: yeah hankos are an interesting phenomenon in Japan hankos mm-hmm. are, are little stamps that people use instead of signing their name they, on official documents they just stamp it with their hanko
1: do you have a hanko?
0: You know, I've been here forever, and I do not have a hunko.
1: Wow. How have you managed to get away with not having one?
0: There have been a couple of times when they go, uh, like when I go to a bank or something, they go, so, like, where's your hunko? Uh-huh. Uh, I said, I-, I don't have a hunko. And they're, they're shocked. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually you have to have one. And then they lightened up for a while mm-hmm. and started not requiring it for when you want to open a bank account and things like that. However... Recently, they've gone back to the hanko because of the uh, money laundering and terror problems. Mm-hmm, really? And I tried to open up a bank account actually the other day, one that I could access from outside of the country with a cash card. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, you can do that, but not with your current bank account because you don't have a hanko." I just used a signature for it. Hmm. They said you have to have a hanko bank account. So I had to open up a new bank account just to do that.
0: Well, yeah, I don't have a hanko, And... Um, Every time it becomes an issue, I just say, you know what? How about if I just sign my name?
1: Well, you see, this is the thing: is that even when you do have a hunko, they always still make you sign if you're a guy gene. Really? Yeah. So okay. it's kind of ridiculous.
0: Well, eventually they'll just they'll they'll argue with me for a, a short time, and then just say, okay, go ahead, sign your name.
1: Yeah. Well, good for you.
0: I, I, I believe I shouldn't have to have a honko.
1: Well, you shouldn't. It's just they're trying to keep all those uh, little guys, those little tiny guys who work in the honko shops, they're trying to keep them yeah, employed. Keep them busy. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if anybody else has questions they'd like to ask, you can just send them right here to planetjapan zero five at com.
1: And even if we don't know the answer, we'll still answer them.
0: We'll make something up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. <laughs> well, we would like to offer our heartfelt congratulations to... Takeru Kobayashi. No. Oh. He is of course the the world's most amazing competitive eater.
1: Yes, he has the record both for hot dogs and hamburgers, right?
0: That's right. Just recently, he defended his world burger chomping title.
1: Ooh, chomping. I like in that. In
0: Chattanooga, Tennessee.
1: Mm, chomping and chatting.
0: Chomping and chatting in Chattanooga. Wow. Yeah. He uh he ate 67 Hamburgers. That's all. In eight minutes.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Sixty-seven hamburgers in eight minutes. I'll bet you couldn't do that.
1: Uh, I definitely couldn't. Uh, couldn't eat a hamburger, not even one in that <laughs> amount of time, because I don't eat hamburgers. Were they White Castle hamburgers?
0: They were crystals. What's crystals? I don't know. Huh. Crystals hamburgers, mini hamburgers. They weren't the full. They weren't. They weren't a Big Mac. Okay. No, I don't see them eating sixty-seven Big Macs in eight minutes. They no. were these probably bite-sized. <laughs> light sized mini hamburgers, but still. Still. Yeah. He he fended off the San Diego State University engineering student, Joey Chestnut. Chestnut. A legend in competitive eating circles as well. Oh. Who was tied with Kobayashi-san at 60 Crystal Hamburgers with only 37 seconds left. Wow. It was right down to the wire. Mm. But Mr. Chestnut, he said... He blamed his, his loss on his failure to dunk one of the 2.5-square-inch burgers in water. Ugh. And that slowed him down, he said. Right. And in the meantime, Kobayashi-san downed seven more hamburgers, and Chestnut only finished two in the remaining time.
1: Wow. I mean, Kobayashi-san, he's, I mean, he sounds Japanese, right? I can't imagine a Japanese person eating that much.
0: Yeah, he's Japanese. But he, he only weighs uh, 77 kilograms,
1: Wow, he's just a scrawny little guy.
0: Yeah, he's not a big guy.
1: Typical Japanese, actually. Now, if yeah. you look
0: at these uh, contests, it seems like most of the contestants are huge. They look like sumo wrestlers. Mm. Then you got this little tiny guy, and he's beating the heck out of everybody else. Yeah. It's amazing. Good
1: going. Yeah.
0: You know, Mr. Kobayashi is also the, the person who has been winning the famous Nathan's Hot Dogs uh, hot dog eating contest at Coney Island that they have every year.
1: Yeah, well that's when I first heard of him was the hot dog eating contest. Mm-hmm. Didn't know he did hamburgers too.
0: Oh sure, he's become quite the celebrity. Now all of these competitions are sanctioned by the International Federation of Competitive Eating. You know, uh, I wonder how much time they actually spend in their toilet. Yeah. Toilet room.
1: Hmm. Bathroom. That's right. Maybe...
0: By the way, did you, did you enjoy Toilet Day last week? It was November 19th, you know.
1: Was it?
0: World Toilet Day. Wow. I, you know, you didn't even give me a present for Toilet Day.
1: Well, you know, uh, I was thinking I could give you a stool as oh, a present. Oh, a stool.
0: That would be nice. A little three-legged... Yes, indeed. Well, November 19th was World Toilet Day, and they had a very interesting uh, little art exhibition in Singapore mm-hmm. to kind of uh, let people know about World Toilet Day. In Singapore, they, um, they had a, a big exhibition of like these big uh, cardboard cutouts. 28 life-size cutouts of men and women with their pants down, squatting behind everyday objects such as a piece of luggage, a trash can, and a bag of groceries.
1: A bag of groceries? Yeah. Uh, no fire hydrants in there. No.
0: <laughs> Making the point that throughout the world, there are still many, many places where people don't have decent toilet facilities. Right. So they are trying to make a serious point. This is not a... This is no laughing matter. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, to- we've, we've talked about toilets in Japan before, of course.
1: Oh, yeah, they're quite luxurious.
0: Well, they're they're becoming much more... Um, they're becoming much nicer with these new washlets and so on.
1: Well, it seems like the luxury toilets are now becoming standard. Yeah. Where before they used to be luxury.
0: Right. And hopefully these hole-in-the-ground toilets will go the way of the dodo bird and I the dinosaur. like the
1: holes in the ground. Really? Yeah, because Mm. you don't have to put your butt on a toilet seat that everyone else has sat on. And I think, (laughs) personally, I think squatting is healthy.
0: Okay, we'll save one for you.
1: Okay, that would be good. Okay. Apparently, these Japanese politicians were behaving badly in Brazil.
0: Badly behaving politicians?
1: Yeah.
0: I can't believe that.
1: Now, we've known that the uh, Japanese manners have been rapidly degrading or decreasing. Declining. Declining. There you go. There you go. They're de-somethinging. Mm-hmm. And um, in Brazil, um, some prefectural lawmakers went there, and they behaved so badly during their visit in Sao Paulo, mm. arriving late for a meeting and acting rudely.
0: Acting rudely? Yes.
1: This is according to the Japanese-language newspaper in Brazil. Now, what they were referring to is that and I quote, it says, During the meeting to discuss very various issues in Brazil, several delegates chatted, dozed off, or left their seats.
0: I can't believe it.
1: Well, I can, because that's pretty much a normal meeting in Japan, if sure. you ask me. When mm-hmm. I worked at university, uh, people were always doing things like that.
0: Sleeping in meetings?
1: And, well, that's the other thing, is that they, what they do is they close their eyes, because they say it helps them think. Mm-hmm. And uh, then of course, naturally they, uh, The body thinks, let's sleep <laughs> Our dopes
0: So it starts off as just a relaxing way to think And ends up with them kind of passed out Yeah I see. Well, yeah. let's just hope that Japanese politicians Can get their act together When they go to foreign countries Because they are representing us, after all Us? Well, some of us <laughs> The Japanese That's yeah. right Right Okay You ever been to South Korea? Sure. Really? hmm What'd you do there?
1: Gosh, I traveled around and, yeah, I ate a lot of really good food, and mm-hmm. it was really, really nice.
0: Now, is Korea, South Korea, really much different than Japan or not?
1: Um, the city doesn't seem to be so different, but uh, the people are a lot different.
0: Really? hmm Now, there's always been this uh, very large political chasm between South Korea and Japan, and North Korea, of course, and Japan also, but... Right, be- because of the Japanese occupation of Korea for many, many years. But still, these days, there seems to be kind of a cultural phenomenon going on that's uh, kind of overcoming the political chasm. And people are embracing each other's cultural...
1: Pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> embracing each other's pop culture.
0: Thank you. They're embracing each other's pop culture.
1: Yeah, that's right. In Korea right now, uh, Japanese manga and anime is very big. They used to have a ban on it few years ago they just started allowing um, imports from Japan so that's kind of you know been responsible for that boom Mm -hmm. and then at the same time in Japan the Korean culture is becoming uh, quite popular and one especially popular actor is Bae Yong-jun. Yong-sama. Yong-sama. He's the biggest thing in Japan right now among uh, middle-aged housewives.
0: And you see this guy everywhere you cannot get away from him.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of people don't want to get away with, from him. Yeah, well, he's kind of uh, effeminate, isn't he's he? He's a girly man. He is. He's, he's uh, I guess, part of the new wave of girly men yeah. in Korea. Indeed. Yeah. But he, uh, he acts in a TV drama series called Winter Sonata. Yeah, it's and it's huge right now. Very
0: successful TV drama.
1: And so now all these Japanese people are taking Korean lessons and Korean cooking classes, and there's all this interest in Korea now, South mm-hmm. Korea. Yeah. And they say that after North Korea's Kim Jong-il, uh, Yon sama is probably the most recognizable Korean.
0: Indeed. Living yeah. Korean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good, that, I suppose, that uh, culture is, is able to overcome political divisions between the two countries because, you know, they are neighbors, and it's, they, they really should be getting along.
1: In the meantime, while well, uh Koizumi keeps visiting Yasukuni Shrine.
0: Yeah, pissing everybody off. Yeah,
1: pissing the international community off big time. Mm-hmm. It's really not helping matters. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that's a whole other ball of wax. You like cats? <laughs> <laughs> cats. In Japan there's a very famous cat.
1: That's right. That's uh, uh Manekineko.
0: maneki
1: Manekineko is that cat that is inside of restaurants. And it's businesses. Yep. Yeah, and uh I tell you, there are no health wardens around here, huh? Mm-hmm. But they're always inside a restaurant or a business, and they have one paw up in the air, and they're beckoning uh, people to yeah. come in.
0: They're so cute. And they're supposed to bring, like, good luck. That's they? right. Mm-hmm. To the business.
1: Right, so you got to have one.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're made from, what, ceramic or...?
1: All kinds of things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. ceramic or, mm-hmm. or what?
0: And they're all over the Gold. place. Mm-hmm. You can't get away from them.
1: Nope, even the Moo Bar has one. Oh, really? Yep.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, they all have kind of the same look about them. But now some artists have gotten together and are creating and updating, modernizing, if you will, the Japanese Monaki Neko.
1: That's right. And, uh, you know, at first I thought, oh, do we really need to do this? You know, because this, I mean, we're talking about a whole nation obsessed by Hello Kitty. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, these things are going to come out with big heads, no mouths. You know, they're going <laughs> to come out looking like Hello Kitty. Yeah. But actually, they're quite cute, what these students have come up with. And I would definitely like to see some of these as the new Manekineko. But, yeah, this uh, professor uh, named Makoto Kakeda, he lectures at Erogawa University in Chiba Prefecture. And um, he's kind of heading this, this big uh, movement to change and to update Neko. And um, he's really done a good job. There's some pictures here of what the students have done, and mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's great.
0: Okay, I'll see if I can find a link on the internet so people can take a look at these. Now, what's the history of the Neko in Japan? How did it start?
1: Well, apparently, it's at least 150 years old, because it started at the end of the Edo period. But some people say that it actually started much longer ago than that, and uh, possibly the 17th century. And there's wow. a story that goes along this. Would you like to hear it?
0: Um, no, not really. I'm going to tell oh, okay, anyway. Okay, go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, this samurai, and his name was Naotaka, he was passing by Gotokuji Temple in Tokyo. And as he as he did, this cat came out, and motioned him to come inside with his men. Indeed. And just then there was a sudden thunderstorm, and this is in the area of a uh, Setagaya ward now in Tokyo, and they were so moved that this cat had you know told them to come in because a big thunderstorm was coming that um they actually took. And the cat, the symbol of the cat, mm-hmm. and uh, made him the temple sponsor, and made beckoning cats its symbol after that. Wow! Yeah. So if you see a beckoning cat cross your path, you should follow it. It's good
0: luck. You think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. What yep. if it's a black cat, though?
1: Hmm. Good question. Ah, uh, gotta be careful. Yeah, gotta try it and find out.
0: Okay. So last week, we began a brand new segment on Planet Japan. New vocabulary for modern-day Japanese women. Kind of slang vocabulary for modern-day Japanese women.
1: Mm-hmm. Chick jargon.
0: Well, that's the best name we could come up with. Yeah. I don't know. If people have a better idea for a name for this segment, please feel free <laughs> to let us know. But we're going to call it Chick Jargon. Yeah. And hopefully nobody's offended by that. I don't know. Are people offended by the word chick these days?
1: No, oh, I have chick flicks.
0: Chick flicks. Hmm. I you have know. Chick-fil-A? Some people think it's politically incorrect to say chick
1: Maybe it is but does Japan care?
0: We don't care. We're we're, we're not entirely politically correct around here.
1: Oh, but Japan's the worst for that kind of stuff. So as long as it's English it's fine.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah.
1: So today I thought I would uh introduce everyone to the word in Japanese that means toilet art gallery.
0: Oh, well, yeah, we've been talking about toilets. It's the perfect That's right. connection.
1: That's right. And uh, in Japanese, they say Toide bijutsukan." Mm-hmm. Bijutsukan is an art gallery, and uh, Toide is toilet. And it is used to describe beautifully decorated home toilets. Indeed. Yeah, especially by young women uh, around their thirties, and they really dress up their their bathrooms mm-hmm. and their houses, and they put in nice fragrances and lots of uh, girly reading magazines oh, I material. Think. Yeah.
0: Wow, so you could actually like have a party in there.
1: Yeah, I mean I would think on World Toilet Day that would be a damn good idea.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. What what's the what's the jargon one more time?
1: It's called Toirei Bijutsukan.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's this week's chick jargon. Thank you very much.
1: Is it time for cowtails?
0: Sure, why not? Let's do a cowtail.
1: Okay. Today's cowtail Is uh, about a cow parade in Mexico City It's an exhibition And actually I think this is done You know in a few cities around the world But right now uh, in Mexico City They've got about 200 cows They're painted by Mexican artists Mm -hmm. And they're placed throughout the city Cool And we have a really nice uh, photo here Of a fiberglass cow On the public telephone And why not
0: This thing is huge
1: Cows would like to moo into telephones
0: That's a big cow yeah. Yeah. So it's basically an art exhibit mm-hmm, of yeah, cows. Around the city. Mm. Now I've seen something similar beautiful? to this. I think in San Francisco they did it one time. They did. Yeah.
1: Indeed. hmm. Pretty
0: unusual. Yeah.
1: Mm. I really like to see it. I just think the celebration of cows is wonderful.
0: Cows do seem to be pretty popular these days.
1: They're nice guys.
0: One of these oh, days. The girls. One of these days I'm gonna figure out exactly why that is.
1: You don't get it yet?
0: I haven't really caught cow fever.
1: Oh, well, I don't think you're really going to ever get it, Doug.
0: I do drink a lot of milk, though.
1: Wow, that's good. Yeah. You need to drink a lot of beer to get into cow. So
0: it's finally time for...
1: Audio mnemonics.
0: Okay. This is the world's best way to learn kanji.
1: It's the funnest, anyway. Indeed. Not sure how effective (laughs) it
0: is.
1: (laughs) But um, today's kanji is the one for company. Okay. Right? And it's uh, usually pronounced shot. Now, also, it's also the kanji for a Shinto shrine, and you kind of wonder if there isn't a connection there. You know, mm. if maybe companies were, you know, based in religion before or something. Anyway, I like this kanji because it's quite easy to relate to romaji, the Roman alphabet, our sure? alphabet. So, if you think of an S, impaled, then you've again got with the impaling. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> then you have <laughs> the left side of the kanji. Okay. Then right next to that is an upside down T, right, with a cross. Crust.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. As in a letter T. Sure.
1: Yeah, and so really, kanji is just uh, jumbled romaji. Indeed. Great, huh? Yeah. And that's it. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, the word kaisha is like a company mm-hmm. where you know people go to, and um, another word is honsha. That's the head office. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So maybe if we think of a big company, a big building with some with the letters S T on the top. That'll get us to the kanji. Right. Impaled S and an upside-down T (laughs) crossed. Impaled S and an upside-down T crossed. Angry. Okay.
1: An angry upside-down T and an impaled S. You
0: don't want to piss off those T's.
1: Yeah, the impaled S is pretty happy, actually. (laughs) Got to wonder.
0: I see. Okay, there you go. That's this week's audio mnemonics. Well, let's see, Amy. You sent me something the other day that was very interesting. You've created this new uh, comic strip called Cats. Yes. Yeah, it's very funny.
1: Is it? Good. Very I'm glad am- you like it. Very amusing. hmm
0: Now, you're the, the writer, and you worked uh, with an illustrator. Is that right?
1: Yes, I worked with Tim Ernst on this, and he's a very well-known artist in Japan. He's American. He's been here over 25 years, mm-hmm. and he's done a lot of work with NHK Broadcasting, and he... He did a series of books called The Gaijin
0: Books. Oh, I love those books. Yeah. Those are great.
1: Yeah, those are really wonderful. He did those, and he's really done a lot of stuff. So um, we did this book together, and it's up on the Dollar Bookstore.
0: Okay. It's only available online at the moment, right?
1: That's right. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. For only $1. Yep. Okay. Along with, what else is available at your Dollar Bookstore these days?
1: Well... This um, the Kanoko Cat's book actually is also a good learning tool for Japanese. It has uh, twelve essential Japanese words that mm-hmm. it teaches, and then also we have bilingual books. Right, and two we've got one especially for Japanese OLs who want to learn English. Okay, and that's called Eyes of a Child. Okay, and it's really fun. It's actually like a deck of cards, mm-hmm. and you can arrange them into like a poem. Hmm. And you can change the poem around and do things with it. Oh, I see. And there is a model poem that goes with it, a story. It's very, very well done okay. by Dan Bloom. And then uh, Tim Ernst also has a book of idioms up for Japanese learners of English. Oh, great. Yep. Yeah. And that one is also available in print. but Or you can get it at the Dollar Bookstore for just a buck.
0: And, of course, all of your books are available there. Yep. And our first 15 shows of the Planet Japan Archive are now... On the Dollar Bookstore site.
1: That's right. You can buy five episodes for a
0: buck. You know, that's only twenty cents per episode. Yeah. How can you go wrong? Right?
1: Gosh, we should raise the price. I think we should. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anything else you want to say before we head on out of here?
1: Just wanted to tell you that this weekend I'm going to interview a tanuki for the You're next going animal to tales.
0: Interview a tanuki in Osaka. Really? Yep. And a tanuki is
1: ah. A tanuki is a very uh, special Japanese animal. It's a c- like a cross between a raccoon and a badger. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has lots of uh, uh, folklore around you know, him. Mm-hmm. One thing is said that the tanuki likes to trick people. Another thing is it said he has uh, huge um, golden balls Is the exact translation. But you get what I'm saying, right? Okay. Yeah, so there are lots of interesting stories about the tanuki. And everyone who's in Japan or has been to Japan has seen a tanuki in some form or another. Mm -hmm. And the most popular form is as a statue outside of restaurants. Right. Yeah, because he likes to drink.
0: So that's your second Animal Tales. That's right. Okay, and the first Animal Tales is available also at the Dollar Bookstore.
1: It is, but it's a free download. It's a
0: free download. Yep,
1: we, yep that's yep. our free stuff. Right. So,
0: Speaking of restaurants, you were telling me earlier about a, a place, a, a bar in uh, Okayama known as the Penis Bar.
1: That's right. Yeah. yeah. But I
0: don't want to talk about it now because okay. I want to tease people with it. I want people to come back mm-hmm. next week.
1: Oh, you're such a tease.
0: Oh, thank you very much. Next week, we will let people know about the famous Penis Bar Yeah. in Okayama. Mm-hmm. Okay, that'll oh. give people a reason to come back. Okay, anybody, uh, everybody remember that you can uh, go to our website at planetjapan.org. And you can write to us at planetjapan zero five at yahoo.com. And don't forget to check our show notes for all the uh, links that you'll need to everything we're talking about tonight.
1: And don't forget to vote.
0: Don't forget to vote.
1: Yeah, it's the beginning of the month, so you need to get out there and vote for Planet Japan. It's
0: very important. It's the best thing you can do to make a better world. That's right. Really. Mm. Yeah. Okay, Amy, I guess we better get out of here. Thanks again. I'll see you again next week.
1: All right. Thank you, Doug, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Sayonara. Sayonara. Sayonara.